Obi Okonkwo, grandson of deceased village leader Okonkwo, is returning to Nigeria from England after earning a proper British education. He quickly finds his world is riddled with bribes and corruption, but Obi is determined never to accept an illegal payment and never compromise his principles. But as his black and white world becomes gray, he must wrestle with who he truly is versus who he'd like to believe himself to be. Does this African culture and Western lifestyle render him a hypocrite? And if so, which world is to judge him? The black world or the white? The book, No Longer at Ease by Chinua Achebe. And you're listening to Lit Society. Let's get lit! This is Kari. And this is Alexis. And you're listening to Lit Society, a show about books and drama. This week, we're bypassing our weekly theme in favor of Society Says. And that's where we share your comments, listeners, with the rest of our Lit Society. Alexis, is there a comment you like to share that you thought particularly lit this week? Actually, yeah, I found one on Instagram. Um, This is from CPC.2014. And she commented, I've listened to the Weathering Heights episode three times. It's hilarious. (laughs) I agree. Emily was weird. But seriously, though, where have you ladies been all my life? I love to read and only started listening to podcasts a little over two years ago. I couldn't find a podcast for me. Then somehow came across yours about a month ago. I love everything. The spoilers, deep dive, theme of the week, music, jokes, everything. Please don't change anything. I know you talked about not doing any spoilers, but I feel like I'm part of a book club. I feel like I belong. I'm not listening to the shows in order, but I love the diversity of subjects for every book that I thought I wouldn't be interested in. You changed my mind, ladies. Once again, thanks for all you do and stay lit. <laughs> I love that, that comment. That was beautiful. This was mm-hmm. on Instagram? Yeah. Wow. The most positive it was. Thank you very much, CPC2014. Yeah, that really warms my heart. And we do have a show you don't have to listen to in order. You can hop around, yeah. choose books you've read, choose books you're interested in reading. Um, being mm-hmm. mindful of the spoilers. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining our literary book club. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Kari, did you have any uh, comments that you found that were particularly lit? Yeah, that you this wanted to just share? came um, to us via Apple Podcast today. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. <laughs> it starts with love these ladies. It's from Aset. Uh, she, she or he says, I love these ladies. I love listening to them and hearing their thoughts on their books. They choose amazing books and have great discussions about them. My only complaint is that their older episodes aren't available. And uh, you guys, I am the producer of this show and I have a confession uh, to you and to Alexis. I was like, our older episodes aren't available. Apparently, I have programmed our feed to only feature 150 episodes. Oh, Guess how many episodes we've published, uh, including this one, Alexis? Have we published 190? Girl, 200. Oh, no. <laughs> this 
want to say 200. No. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'll check that. I'll check the numbers later. Okay. All right. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense since we've started. We started January of 2020. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And uh, yeah, our older episodes weren't available. So I did some um, troubleshooting with uh, the the host platform that we use. I won't get into the details, but the point is you can listen to all of our episodes now wherever you get your podcast. And our streaming numbers went way up today. So apparently it was a problem. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so thank you so much commenters Um, and remember you guys you can always listen to our show on our website litsocietypod.com and no matter how many uh, episodes are available on spotify or apple Podcasts, our old archive will be on our website so you can always listen to our show on our website but thanks for letting me know uh we've gone ahead and corrected that (laughs) so yeah thanks again alexis uh, this has been a great little society says very educational. Yeah. I learned something. Absolutely. <laughs> now let's Me take too. a yeah, let's take a quick break before we get into our author. If you have any more to share about um him and the context around the book. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right. and perhaps his inspiration for no longer at ease. Okay, so um, technically, well, in fact, we did do cover details about Mr. Achebe when we did Things Fall Apart in season one. Yeah, I remember he um, wrote Things Fall Apart longhand and lost the manuscript yeah. or something like yes. that. So. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so No Longer at Ease is part of a trilogy. So I'm just going to talk a little bit about the book. Cool. No Longer at Ease is part of a trilogy. Things Fall Apart being the first book, No Longer at Ease being the second. And the final part of the trilogy is Arrow of God. Mm-hmm. No Longer at Ease um, they said it was published in 1960, the year of Nigeria's independence from England. Mm. Um, I saw somewhere else that it was 1963, so I don't know what's um, correct. The title of the book was taken from a T.S. Eliot poem, The Journey of the Magi. And I actually like that poem um, a little bit. It's included in the book. Um, yeah, that's and that's about it. Okay, I love that. Thank you. Can you give us a brief synopsis of our book without spoilers? Okay, so Obi Okonkwo becomes the first person from his village to journey to England for an education. Everyone has high hopes of his success. He wants to change Nigeria's old African ways of bribery bribery, to people getting by with hard work and education. Will he give in to old Africa or make a way for a new path to Nigeria? I'm like that. Kari, <laughs> who do you think would enjoy reading this book? Mm, this is going to shock you, but if you enjoy all things fall apart or things fall apart, excuse me, <laughs> you Achebe, I think you'll like the second book in the series. Uh, you and I were talking about how there's no audio book for this. So we mm-hmm. had to read the pages, which is fine. But yeah. 
I wonder why. Why is Things Fall Apart required reading in high school, but the rest of the trilogy is not um, prescribed to students? Uh, so, yeah, I think to continue the story only makes sense. If you enjoyed that book, the first book, you'll enjoy the second. And Alexis, what made you choose this book? So I was at um, this bookstore, Open Books. Uh, it's a not-for-profit bookstore in Chicago. In Chicago. And, yeah, I love Open Books. Yeah. And they um, sell new and used books. And I came across this book and I was like, hey, I wanted to read that. I remember saying at the end of the book, at the end of um, Things Fall Apart, that mm-hmm. I wanted to see what this story, um, t- this story told. So that's why I made the selection. I love it. I love it. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Let's take okay. a deep dive into No Longer at Ease by Chinua Achebe. Alexis, please, you have the floor. Okay. Okay. So this story is told from the end to the beginning, and then we flash back all the way, right? Yes. Okay. So it begins at the end. We find Obi Okonkwo's grandson, grandson of Obi Okonkwo, the protagonist in Things Fall Apart, about to face trial for the crime of bribery. The courtroom is full. Obi's trial has been the talk of Lagos for weeks. People took off work to see this trial. <laughs> you ever took off work to see a trial? Mm, Snuck into own, a courtroom? Yes. <laughs> I was fighting traffic tickets, not bribery. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, oh, we had um, the look of interest, disinterest when a judge said, I cannot comprehend how a young man of your education and brilliant promise could come to this. Tears flooded Obi's eyes. Mm. Obi had held back tears since the trial had started weeks ago, but with his mother's recent death and Clara out of the, his life, the tears fled, just came. The tears came <laughs> before I hop in back in time. Let's visit a couple of scenes. One is a club scene where we have Europeans playing tennis and talking about Obi, this big trial. One of the people talking about the trial is his boss, or shall I say his former boss, Mr. Green, um, who was also a witness for the case. One man said, one man says he can't understand why Obi did it. But Obi's boss says he knows why. And he doesn't understand why people won't just face the facts. Africans are corrupt through and through. They are all corrupt. The Mm. other man asked what facts Mr. Green has um, to back up his racist claim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mr. Green proceeds to go on a tangent, sharing his colonizer views about African before he is interrupted by someone else who joins the conversation. So that's a little scene. There is talk among around town about this big trial. It's such a sad part of the story to throw you in at first. I was kind of because Mr. Green, um, Obi's former boss, is in like a country, basically a white only yeah. country club. <laughs> yeah. And in Africa. And it's it's really mm, it's like, I don't want to be here. And that's where the book starts. You go from a courtroom to the whites only country club and they're all putting down Obi and you're like. You don't even understand at first his connection with Okonkwo from Things Fall Apart. So it's a little it's a little downer in the beginning. 
Or at least that's how I felt. So the second scene is an emergency meeting of the Mafia Progressive Union, the Legos branch. Mafia is the hometown of Obi Okonkwo. They have a proud history. People typically um, leave, who leave, they come back and return every couple of years to spend um, time with their family during their leave time. When they um, save their money, they usually ask their family to go find them a wife and build them a house in their family land. And no matter where they are in Nigeria, they start a local branch of the Umafia Progressive Union. Mm-hmm. Over the weeks, they had discussed if they should have any involvement in this case, but a few expressed that they shouldn't worry about the legal troubles of their prodigal son, who had um, shown disrespect after they had paid 800 pounds to train him in England. He wasn't grateful and he even insulted them over a useless girl. In fact, they'd done too much for him already by even getting him a lawyer. Most people believe that a kinsman in trouble needed to be saved, not blamed. But this emergency meeting wasn't about money because the case was lost. The Elmafia Progressive Union was created six to seven years ago uh, to collect hard earned money to send some of their brightest men to study in English, England. The very first scholarship was awarded to Obi, and that was five years ago. The scholarship had to be repaid within four years of his return. They wanted him to learn law so he could preside over their cases. But Obi, but Obi decided when he got to England that he would study English. <laughs> this is like a huge slap in the face. So he needs a lawyer now, right? He needs someone yeah. who is on his side and is educated in law. But when he went to school, he chose to study English. That's a huge slap in the face for these uh, grant providers. It's not mm-hmm. a grant though, right? It's a, no, it's not a grant if you got to pay it back. It's a loan. A loan. Mm. While the union was angry, they left him alone because they knew he could get a European post and there would be support in some in that way. Um, So civil service. Obi was a natural pick for the first scholarship because he had a history of excellence. So it is a scholarship. 11. (laughs) It is. But you got to pay it back. (laughs) So it's a loan. (laughs) This makes sense, though, because they people who are past the point of being able to attend. A university want someone from their village to attain this honor and to gain prominence in the society that it's building around them. That makes complete sense. And so they put their pennies together to send them to school and they just I don't even think they're asking back what they contributed. Right. Or are they? They are asking back so that another person can go to school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what makes the um, program great because they're As you finish school, you're paying it forward to the next one. So I thought that was Mm -hmm. cool, even though it is (laughs) a lot of pressure. (laughs) You want me to graduate and be useful like right away? Right. Immediately. That's not even fair. (laughs) Well, I got to find myself. You know what you was doing. (laughs) I lost myself. Got to find me. (laughs) Yeah. Find you somewhere. (laughs) Anyway. 
So <laughs> he he has a history of excellence. But at one point when he was 11 years old, he wrote a letter to Hitler um, during the war. And, so and it was they, like, Hitler, I love you. You on the right track. <laughs> He talks about that a little bit <laughs> as stop. he gets older, but ugh. Mm-hmm. but that was you know that was a little notch. Yeah. Anyway, Obi uh, going to England was considered fulfillment of prophecy for his family, and his family threw him like a big send off party. So Obi goes off um, t- from Lagos to. England. Okay. And so Obi had been told stories about Lagos as a young boy in Amalfia. Lagos was a city of money, flashy lights, and fancy cars. Obi has a friend named Joseph. Joseph did not go off to school in England. He stayed local, did local things, was local, but living the flashy life. So um, he stays in Lagos and Joseph tells Obi about the good life, the good living in Lagos and that the importance of dancing when you want to meet women because they won't even talk to you if you can't dance. And Did it Joseph seems go that, to a community college? Is that the, I think so. Something like yeah. that. Okay. Something like that. It seems Obi visits Lagos from time to time while he's in um, England and heads back to visit home. But when Obi is in England, he always misses Nigeria, especially when the miseries of the winters come and he starts to write poems about Nigeria. When Obi returns after his four years of schooling for the um, final time, Lagos is not the same. Um, And we catch up with Obi while he is waiting in the car for his girlfriend, Clara, who is taking material to a seamstress. Um, The area that they're in is the slums. Legos has changed a great deal. I think this is the part where they describe a dog, um, a dog being run over. They do it for good they luck. do it for fun. Oh, good luck. Yeah, they do it for good luck. Anyways, We're not saying that this is actually what's going on in Lagos right now. But in the story, this is what the author relays. You yep. hit a dog. It's good luck. So a driver, a higher driver even will chase a dog with their car to hit him and kill him. But yeah. like if you hit a chicken or something, it's bad luck. Right. Um, so Obi can't understand why he would have, Clara would have somebody make dresses for her that lives in the slums. I mean, like they're doing well. Why do we have to go to the slums? His thought She's is. like, it's the way it is, you know. Right. You're a dressmaker. I don't care where you live. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true. Okay, that is true. (laughs) It's just true. Another one of um, Obi's friends is Christopher. Christopher has gone to college. He's an economist from the London School of Economics. Um, Him and Christopher get into these um, debates about Nigeria's future. And here we get a glimpse of how Obi feels about bribes. Mm -hmm. Obi believes that civil service jobs are corrupt corrupt because of the so-called experienced older men that are at the top. Men yeah, who he's have like, no, all the old people need to die and then corruption will be gone. Men Signed who Obi have, Aconquo, Hitler lover. <laughs> no intellectual foundation <laughs> to support their experience. Mm. They're just there because they had long lives and they've accepted and taken bribe, given and taken bribes to get to where they are. Mm-hmm. They see it as the status quo. Mm-hmm. Christopher mentioned everyone down. Yeah, someone straight from university who was jailed last year for bribery. And Obi says 
that man is the exception. Yeah, usually it's the old people. Young people don't ask for bribes. We're more mm-hmm. honorable. More Meanwhile, English. He's saying a lot in the subtext. He's saying like, we're more civilized than our absolutely. previous ancestors, I guess. And this is only two generations removed from the Okonkwa of things fall apart. So how much, I mean, how many people is Obi basing this, these claims on? And, and um, in any event, you can see there's a, a separation. There's this side, this English side of the new world, the new way that he's looking towards and the old Africa. Mm -hmm. And he's stuck in the middle, essentially, Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to be English. Right. He is proud of his heritage. Right. He just doesn't like the old ways, which is saying he doesn't like his culture, parts of his culture. Parts of his culture, he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because we'll find um, as you read the book in depth that there are other things that he's like, that should be done away with. Mm -hmm. So and he does speak up when um, his boss, for example, makes racist comments. Mm -hmm. He he's a reasoning man. He's not like trying to, um, I don't know, assimilate necessarily. He does see the holes in this colonist society. Um, but yeah, and anyway, I'll let you continue. Ooh, he I'm absolutely my does. Feet. I don't even know why I'm interested <laughs> at this point in the book, but I, this is where I like start really being interested. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, interesting. I think, okay. Okay. We'll get to that in, in a little bit. All okay. right. So anyway, the young men, they can go straight to the top without bribing anyone. That is how Obi sees it. So you know what it is? <laughs> it's the way. They say things. It's the way Chinua Achebe has written these characters' dialogue. It's like poetry, right? They use yes, a lot of... Yes, yes. They use a lot of analogies, metaphors, and just local sayings. And it's mm-hmm. really poetic. It's like beautiful to read. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> let's talk about Clara and Obi. They met at the London branch of the National Council of Nigerians and Cameroons at St. Pancreas Town Hall. They were introduced by a mutual friend and Obi was immediately struck by Clara's beauty. Obi is not a good dancer. Now, I told you his friend Joseph told him that he needed to work on dancing because women won't talk to you unless you know how to dance. (laughs) Well. When he finally has an opportunity to dance with Clara, he tear her feet up. He be stomping on her toes and she just run away. He danced on the floor. (laughs) He danced not on the floor, but on her feet. Do you think this is like a clue of his of the division in his in himself? Like. He kind of African, but he kind of nothing. (laughs) Not nothing. He got a rhythm. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) This is right here at the beginning of the end because he can't dance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is when I'm looking at Obi sideways like, what's going on? Really, really? You can't dance? (laughs) Anyway, so when the dance is over, Clara is like, let me get away from him. And when Obi comes over to thank her for the dance, she doesn't even look at him. She can't give him the time of day. But they meet again, you guys, 18 months later on a boat when they are both returning to Nigeria. And when Clara saw Obi, she looked surprised and maybe even a little hostile. 
<laughs> and she gave him the cold shoulder until dinner one evening. Obi was looking very sick. So she stopped by his room to check on him and she brought him some motion sickness medication. Obi had been uh, ready to match her cold shoulder, but when she spoke to him in Ebo and showed genuine concern for him and the other passengers, it melted him. He didn't no, have no not more the cold other passengers. She came to his room and he like, you here for me? And she like, oh, I've been to everybody's room making sure everybody okay. He's like, oh, <laughs> oh, but you did come to my room too. She's like, yeah, because you part of everybody. He's like, mm, <laughs> yes, you love me. But all he heard <laughs> was her say, um, speaking in their native tongue. Yeah. And what he heard was, we belong together. We speak <laughs> the same language. And he was just moved. So he was all in after that. <laughs> Soon, Obi expresses his love for Clara and they share a kiss, even though Clara seems a bit hesitant. When they finally arrive in Lagos, the custom agent, um, I think is a young guy, he tries to get $5, a five pound fee from Obi. And Obi is like, fine, just, you know, give me a receipt. And the boy tells him he'll reduce it to $2 and he ain't getting no receipt. And Obi is like speechless, like, oh, never have I. And so he tells the boy, if the police were here, I'd be handing you over to the to them. And the is boy wrong. I mean, he's actually saying if you pay me for the service off the books, I'll charge you less. That's wrong. No, that's wrong. As I said it out loud, it, I, it's right away. I knew. He needs Not to that be I haven't to. done this or that I have. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we won't I was go once into on that. a bus with Alexis in Italy and somebody hopped on and said, I'll exchange your money for $2. And she did it. She I took did. money out of her pocket in a foreign country. And I wanted to rob her. We she all did. Okay. We all did. Not me, though. I went to the uh -huh. embassy. Yeah. To get right. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Go so ahead. Obi was welcomed home with a big reception. <laughs> I'm talking photographers, reporters, orchestra. Okay. Vocal orchestra. Mind I thought you. he wasn't. He was. No, oh, no, that I was, was there, there when he got there. And it so, was like no, a shame. So that was the initial part. He actually had to walk to the where the reception is. So yeah. ultimately he is. No welcomed. one at the airport, but then yeah. he had a nice little. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he was underdressed, y'all. So, you know, you got somebody that just came back from England. He had his Lululemon on, you know, his, <laughs> his AirPod Maxes. His house yeah. shoes, the furry Uggs. Mm -hmm. And they was like, first he of was all, we did Right. You look like a true vagabond. <laughs> casual, casual. <laughs> and everybody else was dressed up. Like, it was a big and special event. <laughs> so is this the English mentality setting in? What is it? Why didn't Ooh. he come dressed? Because ain't nothing like an African uh, Nigerian tailor. Mm. The mm. dressing. The dressing, the outfits, okay? But you know, we like to put them things on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's all true. Like the way the we dress, do, we but, like to we like to dress. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm I'm concerned. I'm wondering if that's where that came from. Okay. And to be clear, Alexis and I are Black Americans. We are not Nigerians, no matter what Alexis tells you after taking a 21 and me <laughs> test. I am. I do have some Nigerian in my um, stream. We okay? are from the South. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm not even from the South, but I do have oh, it in my okay. stream. Please so- continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So listen, listen, they expected him to be dressed up impressively. He was not the president of the union. He's dressed impressively. Everybody else is dressed impressively. And he gives this impressive speech, welcoming, praising and honoring Obi. And the president's speech is given in formal English, which the union members just love. They love that talk. Um, And they highlight the importance of him being the first of a mafia. um, And what a great honor is being bestowed upon such an ancient town. Obi um, is told he's told then that he needs to repay the scholarship so they can continue sending students to school in England. And when Obi followed up with his speech, the people clapped out of politeness, not because he spoke well. He's trying to speak his native language to show them, hey, I haven't changed. But he actually is not very fluent in his native language. He just (laughs) (laughs) so-so. So he's saying words that you would hear like on Bluey. Like, you know, I go bye bye over CC and come back to home home. And y'all, it's love, you know? And they like, is this what we pay for? That is not what we pay for. English major? And you a whole English. But no, he knows English. It's his native language that he's so so with. But he didn't even do English impressively. They weren't impressed with him. That's true. He did poorly. (laughs) When asked if Obi had a job, he let them know that he had an interview on Monday and the men were like, they weren't really concerned about Obi getting a job. They felt confident he would get one. Other than wise, they would have spoken with the white men. He said they eat more than the black men nowadays. That expression they eat means the white men take more bribes than the blacks. And if you remember back to our earlier discussion about, um, that second meeting, that emergency meeting about what to do with Obi and how, oh, how could he do such a thing? And yet here we are, our men in the Mafia Progressive Union also participate in bribery. Mm-hmm. But they're all that old group also. Mm-hmm. Some of them. So let's jump ahead to Obi getting that J-O-B, okay? Um, Obi interviews for the job with the Public Service Commission. Um, and the job that he's going to be given is something about deals with uh, scholarships, managing that. And so he's interviewed by a panel, uh, one European, three or four, three Africans, I believe it says. And Obi um, says one of the Africans is asleep and seems unimpressed. Obi kind of, I think he offends the European with his opinions. He's talking about this story. And how the European at the end of the book committed suicide. And Obi, do you remember that part, Kari? He was talking about suicide and it was the reason for why he committed suicide, right? That's not a good interpretation offended the person he was talking to. Yeah. Because he said that's not a a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a tragedy. Yeah. Their definitions of what 
what a tragedy is differed. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot in this because um, in Obi's native uh, cult, in his language and in his cult, within his culture, there are a lot of sayings and a lot of stories to explain things. And a story might seem sad, but the lesson in it has balance. And so in that way, it's not a tragedy. But mm. to the European, just the death of the protagonist of a certain story meant that the story itself was a tragedy. And their difference here is actually pointing to a greater difference just in the way that they communicate. Um, and it's done very uh, sophisticated in a very delicate, sophisticated way by the author. And mm-hmm. you'll see we'll see it throughout the book, throughout the story. Mm-hmm. So the European wraps up the interview. I mean, he leaves a good impression, but there are some things um, that they feel about Obi based on this response because they're talking about books, not necessarily about the interview. The European wraps up the interview um, asking if anyone has any questions and the African that was sleeping wakes up and is like, why do you want this civil service job? Is this so you can take bribes? And Obi is like... (laughs) Now, that don't even make sense. I can't say what I want to say, but I'll just tell him that that question is not useful because I'm not going to admit to you that I'm taking this job to accept bribes. So it's not a useful question. Yeah. If my intention is wrong, I'm not going to tell you my wrong intention. So why did you even wake up to ask that question? <laughs> True. Just like, Go back like, to sleep. <laughs> take a nap. So even mm-hmm. though Obi offended his interviewers, he did get the job. And so while he, Obi awaits the official notification of the job offer, he decides to go to his hometown of Mofia. Um, He purchased a first class ticket and boards a wagon home. First class for him meant he would be sitting in the front seat of the wagon <laughs> with the driver. Along the way home, the wagon is stopped by police who are prepared to take a bribe. Obi is paying attention. He looking like he right looking in right face. in their face. And they like, oh, why are you looking me in my face? I'm scared. You gonna tell. Exactly. <laughs> so he the police are too embarrassed to take the bribe. And they kind of assume that Obi has a high position, government position. So the driver scolds Obi for being in his business because it affected it's affecting things. Because now the man has to pay more. To the police. He's still got to pay a bribe. It's just going to be more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The driver sees that Obi, he feels like Obi is inexperienced. Though he may be educated, he's inexperienced in the understanding in the ways of the world and the culture. And Obi sees them as old Africa that needs to change. Mm -hmm. So as the pompous, like kind of looking down on everybody, like, yeah. One time, Obi's, once my people empower the young, the youth, this is the first <laughs> thing we going to get rid of. We're going to fix that bribing situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi tries to think of, of ways as he's riding along home. This I think it's a 500 mile ride home. Yeah. He, he thinks of ways to stop the corruption in Nigeria. And um, let me say at this point that we learn that while he's thinking on this ride home, that Obi and Clara are engaged. But Clara doesn't want Obi to say anything about the engagement and Obi is wondering why she wants to keep the engagement a secret. So when Obi arrives to his hometown, he is greeted again with a huge welcome party. Obi is the first of the village to go to England uh, and the first of nine villages to send someone to England. So it's really a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So Obi is expected to see his parents. Okay. Um, and when he sees his parents, it's really heartbreaking because they're growing frail and they're older. Um, his mom is having these bouts of um, illness for a long period. She's in and out of the hospital. In fact, she was in the hospital the previous week. His father is in bad shape, but not as, again, not as bad as his mom. And Obi can see that his parents are older, they're wearing out, and they can no longer do the things that they did before. They can no longer keep up financially with their life um, style. And they have two, he still has two younger siblings that need to finish school. So Obi is thinking of how his now new salary will have to contribute to his parents' household Mm -hmm. in addition to him now paying back his loan. So those are two major bills that he has immediately taken on even before he gets his first paycheck. So this is very interesting because Obi now must think of everyone he has to support with his education and his career. If he had stayed home, he would have been there with his parents on a daily basis, perhaps gotten married, had children, and they all would have supported each other. But there's a quote here about um, children in this European society. They left their old parents at home and scattered in all directions in search of money. I thought that was a really powerful sentence. And it says a lot about um, our society now, which is very nuclear based. You have a, a mom, a dad and children. And once those children get a certain age, they get an education or they get a job and no one's there to support the parents necessarily, not on a daily basis. That's not something that we do. And it ends up in a lot of lonely older ones, a lot of elderly um, that are depressed or or don't have a lot of purpose in their life. So I thought I just thought that was really interesting in search of money scattered across the world. Yeah, he said it was hard on an old woman with eight children. It was like having a river and yet washing one's hands in the spittle. So as a benefit to his new job, Obi gets a vehicle allowance, a clothing allowance, a housing allowance. Those are great perks. He also, but he also has his boss, Mr. Green, that we spoke about that he doesn't like. Mr. Green reminds him of one of the first white men that he knew back in the mafia. And that white man punched his headmaster the school headmaster and he's like that was crazy mr green is described as arrogant and patronizing and he doesn't like educated blacks um and mr green tells obi that he would like his job if he wasn't lazy as long as he's not lazy and he used his head clara was um yeah so that's what mr green is meanwhile clara also got a job because she finished school and she's got a job in nursing. Okay. So one evening while Clara and Obi are together, um, he can tell that her mood is low and he tries in vain to get her to talk about what's going on. But Clara doesn't immediately reveal the situation. Clara eventually reveals to Obi that she cannot marry him. And why, Kari? Because she is part of the Osu. And that those were the outcasts. You'll remember and things fall apart readers that those were the ones that converted quickly to Christianity because in in a church, in a Christian church, they felt like one of the congregation. Um, but in their village, they were not to be 
spoken to. They were not to be touched. Uh, They grew their hair long and unkept. And they were just the the class of untouchables. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't marry them. Oh, absolutely not. You would never marry them. You would never have children with them if you were one of the villagers. And even the villagers that converted to Christianity had a problem accepting in the congregation those outcasts, those Osu. And so she comes from Osu parents. And because their great, 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 great grandparents were deemed Osu, then she now in the villagers eyes is a woman you cannot marry. Mm-hmm. In the 20th century. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. It's like Alexis when it comes to um, if if the person you are dating has an ancestor that at any time their life didn't have a job. Alexis is going <laughs> to tell you not to marry that person. They are untouchable. <laughs> so right? the point is. <laughs> right. She like the, um, the friend and persuasion. That was like, or is it persuasion? Is it, or is it the other one? It's the, um, I think it's persuasion. Sentences. I was like, girl, don't marry no broke man. Listen, <laughs> that's, that's good advice. advice. I don't is know. that or is it Maybe persuasion? Persuasion. Anyway, oh, we, we get our James okay. Austin's anyway. mixed up. Go ahead, girl. I'm the just, point I'm is, telling your business today. He cannot marry her. It's not a good look. Nobody's going to approve it. She has done nothing wrong. She is smart. She is beautiful. Strangers on the street compliment her beauty. Everyone notices how gorgeous she is. She's intelligent. Yeah. She got it all together. But she also. So that's that. And thus, there's a problem. So. Listen, Claire is heartbroken. She absolutely does love Obi, but Obi, Obi is saying, "Look, this is nonsense. You're not, uh-uh." And Girl, when, as fine as you is, we've been to school <laughs> in England together. Nah, <laughs> we're not gonna follow those ancient rules because they do not apply. Not as fine as you is, <laughs> not gonna happen. Mm-mm. So we're about Obi, to have some untouchable kids. Exactly. Well, mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. <laughs> When Obi <laughs> shares the news about Clara with Joseph, that's his, you know, his friend, his comrade from back in the day. Um, he tells him that he's going to marry her anyway. And Joseph insists that Obi's English book education is making him a stranger in his own country. So to be clear, Joseph is a whole harlot. Okay, he be (laughs) he be visiting girlfriends on the way to his girlfriend house. So he got a lot of nerve, a lot of nerve. Mm -hmm. But he feels a way about it. Okay, a whole harlot. (laughs) Joseph insists, um, like I said, that this line of thinking that he's going down is really making him a stranger. So Obi told Joseph, not even his mother, not even his mother could prevent him from marrying Clara. Obi is refusing to live by the ancient rules. And Joseph goes to bed hoping they can speak about it in depth the next morning. The next day, Obi tells Joseph that he and Clara are engaged. So he done talking about it, really. Mm -hmm. Joseph tells Obi that no one will agree or approve of his marrying an Osu, not even his mother. Obi believes that he and his mother have a special bond. He just needs to convince her and everything will be all right. And they do. They do. They have a really close relationship. His mother is the mover and shaker in the family. And she's always uh, looked at. They've always looked after each other. Mm-hmm. So there's no doubt in his mind that his BFF, his mom, is going to be cool with him marrying the love of his life. Right. 
Winobi and Joseph head um, to the next Amalfia Progressive Union meeting. Um, they arrive a bit late so that everybody can see Obi's new car. Okay. They got the time it right. And it works. And like you're supposed to be charged a fine for arriving late. But once the whole um, board sees the car, they start clapping. They're like, right. yes, one of our own. <laughs> exactly. It's a whole mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. And so the meeting goes on, right? And Obi is asked to say a few words. Obi thanks them for the welcome party. And he speaks of how he appreciates them sending him off to England. He then asks if he could start paying his loan back in four months instead of right away you know, a little grace period. And while they they agree to this delay, the president brings up the talk going around about Obi's engagement to Clara as a woman of doubtful ancestry. Obi jumps up in a rage and tells the branch members, if this is how they handle their meetings, if this is what they talk about, this is the topic, then he's never coming back here. You can okay. cut off both my legs if they find their way here again. See? I'm not see coming. How He's he learned stuff. Mm-hmm. Just brilliant. He said, in fact, I'm going to start paying you back immediately. Now, I was like, hold on, Obi, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> exactly. What's got to do with that? <laughs> she said, I don't need no grace, it. period. I'll pay you yesterday. Yeah. No, I don't have no. it. I'm going to get <laughs> right. it. Right. Beside the point that he doesn't have it. So he's like, forget that delay. And he storms out of the meeting. He might as well be cussing him because mm-hmm. he's storming out of the meeting. <laughs> and so what happened is Joseph <laughs> had a conversation with the president, hoping that the president will have a private conversation with Obi. But he announced it to the whole meeting. And Obi was lit. Mad, crazy mad. So this kind of fractures their relationship. Even though they recover, it does fracture their relationship. And he doesn't end up in any of those meetings again, actually. And those are the meetings of his villagers, his people Mm -hmm. who want to see him succeed in that society. But he just can't come to terms with this old way of thinking as he sees it. So another day in the office, Obi, um, he's getting used to working with his boss, even though he's got that personality. He actually mm-hmm. shares an office with Mr. Green's secretary. Um, so it's just the two of them together. He actually thinks she's a spy because um, she's European and they think they plant her to spy on the Africans. Um, but he doesn't see Mr. Green a lot, only when he comes in to bark orders. Um mm-hmm. And one day he gets a call at work and he thinks it's um, Clara, but it's the receptionist downstairs and they want Obi to come down for a visitor. Obi goes down, sees a visitor. He's like, hey, come up to my office. Come up to the office. The man starts to speak to Obi and Ebo, um, their native tongue. And the man is trying to bribe Obi, but Obi mm-hmm. flatly refuses. Obi's refusal of the bribe kind of energizes him. He's like, yeah. I, I am that. honorable. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> Y'all look man. on YouTube to see Alexa's face. She <laughs> into this character. It was interesting here because Obi thinks to himself, it's humili- humiliating to have to speak one's, to one's countrymen in a foreign language. So when mm. the man sits down and speaks to him in their native language, it only makes sense because speaking to 
a Python of mm, countrymen in the foreign language in front of a foreigner, because the other the woman is there, the English woman. Yeah. Um, it makes them think that you have no language of your own. Yeah. And it's I like just, how it's said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The communication is better. And it's a good reminder to the English that, no, there was a language and a peoples here before your peoples came here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm hmm. Um, so the man leaves, of course, and that evening Obi goes home and Obi gets a visit from the man's sister. And she's like, listen, I told my brother he should have never come to you. Um, that, uh, that wasn't the thing to do. But she tells Obi herself, um, I'll do anything you want. No, that's scholarship. No, well, listen. She so did. Her brother wants her to get into a school in England, and she's very intelligent and high up on the list. And so, to kind of oil the gears, he goes to Obi, her brother, and says, "Hey, I'll give you some money if you can make sure my sister is shortlisted." And Obi, like Alexis said, in all his righteousness, throws out this man. But when this the the girl makes a visit to Obi's home. Ovi, she's like, in my last um, grade or or the girls above me, only the ones that visited the board members at their homes got into college. So these girls had to give their bodies in order to go to school. So she she's trying to tell Ovi, I know how things are. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, is it worth all that? And as he's thinking it, he knows the answer. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. This is a chance out of um, out to a better life, a life that is, um, you know, put on a platform your entire life. It's seen as a great honor to go to England for an education. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can make your whole family's life better. So, of course, you want to do that and you're willing to do anything to get to that point. That's and Obi's like, get out. <laughs> and actually, you more he of doesn't. a harlot than my friend Joseph. And actually, he doesn't because he, um, oh uh, yeah, you're right. Clara <laughs> like, comes oh, in. You know what, baby? No, I don't do that. You right. Mm-hmm. Clara <laughs> shows up and Clara's like, what y'all doing? Yeah, he like got <laughs> the like, girl drinking a Coke. She got her legs crossed on the couch. Clara mm-hmm. walking is like, what's going on here on this day? And so eventually Clara and him are talking about this because they ended up dropping the girl off somewhere. And um, Obi tells Clara about his encounter with the man and he's really excited about that. And then Clara says, after all, offering money is not as bad as offering one's body. And yet you gave her a drink and a lift back to town. This is a great line because Mm -hmm. um, Clara is saying what this girl did was worse, but it didn't insult you. And so you treated her better. Yep. It doesn't insult your honor for this uh, woman to proposition you, but it insulted your honor for that man to offer you money. Right. But in the end, which who was more in the wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Obi's bills are coming due. It's a thing, y'all. <laughs> he is now getting a reality. This is like somebody who, you know, lived at home, went off to college, stayed in a dorm, 
and had everything paid for them. And now they're in the real world and reality They wanted is new textbooks. Hitting. They didn't want the textbooks with the notes in them. They wanted the new ones. That's right. And they said, put it on the tab. <laughs> and they don't want the base level meals. They want a little something extra because, you know, they still everything. run. They want salmon once a week. Everything put it on the paid. tab. And then you mm-hmm. graduate. You like, oh, this tab is $322,000.86. Exactly. And also, my whole family need a little bit of the money I'm supposed to be making. Also, I work at Popeye's. (laughs) (laughs) But he's supposed to have a really good job and get paid really well. So people expect a lot of him. But Hmm. the money, he has to divvy up his money. As we mentioned, he's got to pay the loan back. He's got to help out his parents, help uh, help his parents with living as well as help his uh, siblings with schooling. That's a lot to pay, be paid for. And save for. up to Mary Clara, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has to pay car insurance. He's got the electric bill. He has the car renewal fees. He is feeling the weight of it. And he recalls- And when he bought this really nice car, his boss right away was like, you know, insurance is 40, um, you know, <laughs> whatever year. the currency is, Found. a year. Just a hater. Yeah. And Obi was like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then the bill came and he's like, oh, no, I did not know. <laughs> not know. But I can't let Obi the rest not know. win. Mm-mm. We he must was keep not. the car. Absolutely. So yeah, Obi sees that a friend owes him some, a colleague owes him some money. So he like, can I get that money? And the man like, I need more time. Mm. Obi <laughs> what money? Say. Actually, the friend was like, you know what? I had forgot I even owed you money. But now that you say it. <laughs> I remember, and I'm going to get it to you. Just wait a little while. If you don't, I'm going to tell on you. That's what Obi said. (laughs) Obi decides to take out a loan at the bank, and he recalls um, that he requested to delay his parents, but because he got all stank about them talking about his woman, that he put up a scene and told them, you know, you, you can get this money every month and he's realizing now that that wasn't a thing to do but he also has been offered out they have apologized to one another but Obi has been asked to apologize in a different way specifically related to how they he dealt with them and Obi is refusing to do that and because they want to allow him to have this four-month grace period and Obi won't apologize so he can get that four month grace period. Instead, he told him, my finances are different now. I'm good. Thank you. I will be paying you monthly. So Obi is a performer. He really is invested in how others see him. Abby. And so instead of working on who he truly is as a person, he is very much interested in how the world sees him as a person. So a smart man would have said, oh, my my girlfriend is an outcast. Get out of here. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you to everyone in this room. You know, it is the elders who really teach my generation the way. Also, thank you for the five month grace period. <laughs> what did I say? Four months. <laughs> I thought another, I said five. Y'all sure? Add another the, couple. It's five? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought it was six. It's six. Okay, good. <laughs> and you know what? Thank you again. I'm never going to miss these meetings. They great. No, Obi did not do that. He, he did, did not. not. He did not. And I don't understand why. I don't understand why. And Mr. Green said, you know, insurance is due uh, $40 a year. <laughs> is it? Is it? That is so interesting. Now, is that what you pay? 
Is it what you pay? Okay, now do I make enough? You don't show me the way, Mr. Green. You are so intelligent. Mm -hmm. No, Obi wants to put on a performance. He wants you to know he got it all together. And he just got out of school. It's weird. Just got out of school. But that's not weird because that's how the youth are. Stop it. (laughs) That's That's how how the youth youth are. Okay. Okay. That's norm. This is the normal attitude of someone that has finished college and think they have accomplished the world and they ready to change things. Mm. It's normal. Okay. Yeah. Haughty mind. Yes. Yes. So he yes. decides to go back um, and he starts cutting, cutting back at home. Okay. Listen, turn out the lights. Stupid stuff. I hate when people do. He the type of person <laughs> that'll turn off the water when he shower while he lather up. People do this, you know, this is like a way to say, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Okay, so obviously Alexis is doing this right now. That is foolishness. How long is your shower? So you get wet, you lather up, you turn off the water while you lather like you in Europe. Sometimes I do. And then you turn the water back on nice and cold because it ain't had time to heat up and rinse yourself off. How much money are you saving doing that? I hate when people do that. It's just the water be running and it's sometimes depending on how because you know I'm a little wide at the hip you need space so you turn the shower off so you can rinse off you want to save money make coffee at home (laughs) drink water out the tap (laughs) don't shower in the cold it's not cold though it's not cold it's not cold well this is what he's doing he's following Alexis's book on finance listen listen, anyway he's making cutbacks that is the point whether he's showering less or not I mean, less water or not. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Claire learns about his financial woes and she decides to gift him with 50 pounds. Obi has a hard time. He doesn't think that's the right thing to do to accept her money. And then Claire tells Obi, you know, I actually thought about that too. And I think I should mind my own business. (laughs) So (laughs) Obi decides that he's going to um, figure out how to get his money back to her, even though he, you know, but first, before he thinks about that, they go out dancing with friends and the money is stolen from the car. He put the money in the glove compartment. Somebody broke in and stole Clara's money that she gave to Obi out mm-hmm. the glove compartment. So now he got to pay her back. He's so still got to pay her back and he ain't got that money. He, he wants to that cry. Money. Yeah. He's it's, so sick about it. It's piling up. Obi receives a letter from his father. He wants him to visit. Obi thinks it's because he wants to talk about Clara. Obi takes two weeks off. Um, work to go and he'll stay in Amalfia for one week because once he gets to Amalfia there'll be an expectation that he and he'll be asked to buy things take care of things because his you know he's got this good job with the government Um, and his job also gives him a $25 allowance so Claire helps him pack and prepare to leave and she also tries desperately to break off the engagement she she just knows this is going to ruin him going to come between him and his family and he throws a little thing in there that and you don't want nobody that don't know how to manage his money and she's like well maybe that's true but the point is she needs to she feels the need to break it off it just feels hopeless but he convinces her otherwise so they stay together he's going he's going to talk to his parents about um clara who she is and hopefully they'll get married so when he arrives in Mofia, his mom is um, weaker. She'd been in the hospital um, last week and she tells him that if he marries Clara, he'll have to do it after she dies. Otherwise, she will unalive herself. 
And she makes it clear that she is against his plans to marry Clara. And his father, on the other hand, is almost convinced that this could work. And his reasoning is Obi's reasoning is that they're Christian. They shouldn't be following these these ancient ways. And his um, father believes that there's no reason to marry Osu. In the end, neither parent wants him to marry Clara. And Obi's father tells him the story um, of when he came to accept Christianity and his father cursed him. And um, he feels like it's a terrible thing when a father curses his only child. It's a terrible thing. And so when Obi hears this story, it reminds, it makes him feel as though his father just needs a little bit more nudging and eventually he will give him. Okay, so Obi leaves Amalfia uh, even earlier than expected. He heads back home. On his way home, he gets into a car wreck, even though everything is okay. He doesn't suffer any injuries. Um, he went to see Clara and he tries to convince her that um, marriage, the marriage will soon be approved. It's just a matter of time. We just need to wait a little longer. But Sarah isn't convinced and she returned. Clara, Clara isn't convinced and she returns the engagement ring to Obi. This is official. They're done. The engagement is off. However, Clara hints that she's pregnant. Obi goes to his friend Christopher, who was educated in England. So somebody he's not looking to Joseph. OK. And to confide in him and get his advice, his advice. And Christopher tells Obi um, with his education, even with his education, he would not marry Osu. And Christopher tells Obi, I don't think we have um, reached a stage where we can ignore all our customs. Obi, again, he mentions to Christopher that um, Clara is pregnant and Clara, excuse me, Christopher gives him the name of some doctors and Obi makes arrangements for Clara to have an abortion at the cost of 30 pounds. So another expense he's adding on and then the doctor wants the 30 pound before she see, he sees Clara. Clara has complications, is hospitalized, and they tell Obi no one can see her. When Clara has um, is finally able to have visitors and Obi shows up, Clara turns her back to him. So he leaves. He's embarrassed. And he tries to figure out um, how to return Clara's 50 pounds within the next two months. When Obi returns to work after his two-week leave, his boss, Mr. Green, complains that you people have too many privileges and that the local break was for the Europeans. And Mr. Green's assistant kind of co-signs against um, with him about this, about um, the Africans having days off. too many mm-hmm. vacations. Um, she says when she's back at home in England, she doesn't get more than two weeks off. That is not the case today. That's the only reason why <laughs> I left that in there. So I could say that's not the case today. Oh, but there is some truth here that in a lot of um, nations that were colonized by uh, certain groups, I'll say um, England and Spain, those countries do have a lot or I don't know if they still do, but did have a lot of days off. They and do. Obi points out why. Because yeah. the Europeans that came in wanted an easy life. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to be over the the people that were native to the country. And they also wanted time to go visit England and just kind of have the best of both worlds. Now, as the native people 
came up in ranks, we'll say, um, got that European education and took prominent places in society, then they also get the time off and then it's a problem. Yeah. You know, it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Yep. Well, that's not okay. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Obi was looking at his options now. He's like, uh, what can I do? How about a salary advance? So he goes and talks to the proper people to find out if it's possible. It's possible, but only under certain circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, he when he came to the man to ask about a salary advance, um, the man also told him that that $25 pound, that 25 pound bonus I gave you that allowance, I'm going to need you to um, calculate that and give me what's left over. <laughs> it's like, what did you do? I did not know. I did not know. So now he got another. He ain't worried about it though. He's like, you should have told me. I ain't got it. (laughs) He said, I'm going to say I went to Cameroon. That's what he did. That's how he solved that problem. So Obi has decided um, that 20 pound a month to the union was the root cause of his problems. So he decided he's going to stop paying them and he's not going to tell them. And if he they ask him why he stopped paying, he said he'll tell him he has family commitments. No one's going to fight against that. We learned that Claire was hospitalized for five weeks after she was released. She was granted a 70, 70 day leave and she leaves Legos and Obi didn't meet his goal of paying her back um, the 50 pound for whatever reason. He then got a bill for income taxes. He just getting bills left and right. And mm-hmm. he has to come up with 32 pound very soon. Then his mom dies. And Obi doesn't return for the service. He didn't see the point because she'd be buried by the time he arrived. And he sent as much money as he could to help pay for her service. Um, even though the union folks talked about him for not um, for not producing, giving her a funeral that she was worthy to receive because she has a son working in England. I mean, working in civil service. Got to, he has a good job, I'll say. They expected more. And then days after um, his mother's death, Obi is overcome with guilt. So he's at home and he's um, he's just dealing with the guilt that he feels. Claire is not there to comfort him because she has gone away. Um, Joseph, remember him, his friend from back home. He comes and the Mafia Progressive Union come to support him during his grief. Um, so this is a really heartwarming time because mm-hmm. there was a meeting um, with the Umofia, the board, and they brought up that he didn't, Obi didn't go see his mother, just like Obi's father was hard hearted when um, he, when his father died. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a part of, uh, I'll read later uh, during the verdict, but they're saying just like the father, the son is heartless, but still. Because he's at his lowest point and his mother just died, all those from his village come, that are local come and support him. Yeah. They bring refreshments. They fill his house with uh, warm wishes and, and love. And it's a really heartwarming scene in the book. Even though they don't agree with the choices that he's made, mm-hmm. they take him in like a son. Yeah. Um, so Obi is now back at work and it's busy season. It's so busy. Obi has to take work home. And one evening he sees a Legos businessman in like the complex with a new model Chevrolet pull up. And Obi is like, he's sure he's going to visit somebody else. But um, he actually comes to Obi's door 
And the man told Obi his son was going to England in September and he wanted his son to receive a scholarship. And he told Obi, if you can do do it for me, here's 50 pounds. And Obi told the man, that's not possible. He's only responsible for pushing the qualified applicants forward. He does not give scholarships. Obi knew the boy was already on the short list, though. And Obi asked the man why he didn't just pay since he has the money. Scholarships are for poor people. And the man told Obi, no man has money in this world. Mm-hmm. He tells Obi that they will be great friends. He told him to join the club, the local club, because he hasn't seen him there. And then he left and he laid the money on the table. And that money laid on that table all night, all day, all night. Obi has started to accept bribes. <laughs> so in the form of money and sexual favors mm-hmm. and word begins to get around that he's a good guy. He's accepting these bribes, but he's a good guy. Um, and he only accepts them from individuals who he meets, um, who meet the minimum requirements and he pays off his debts. Obi does it right through bar- bribes. Then one day, a man brought 20 pounds. And as the man left, he realized, um, Obi realized that he just, he can't do this bribe thing anymore. And he could never get used to it. Each bribe felt worse than the previous one. So the money sat on the table until he heard a knock. When he heard the knock, he grabbed the money and headed for the room. But he turned around and he noticed, well, the second knock came and he noticed that the man had left the hat behind. And Obi went to the door and guess who it was, Kari? The authorities. Absolutely. They said, by order of the queen, you can't be taking these bribes. And that, we locking you up. And that brings us to the end of our story. Shall we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Trilogy Part Two. Um, what's your final verdict? And would you recommend this book? This book is very hard to explain. It you did a great job, though. Uh, it <laughs> reminds me of His Only Wife, where mm. if you just say what's going on, you're not really getting getting the meaning of what's going on and the conversations and what those conversations imply. And so just by telling the facts of the book, you don't even really get the story. Um, For example, Obi's relationship with Akankwo is unclear until um, his final visit to his parents when his dad sits him down um, and Obi's trying to make a case for why his relationship with Clara should be accepted. And his father tells him this. I want to read it from the book. He says, when they brought me word that he, meaning his father, uh, his Obi's grandfather, had hanged himself, I told them that those who live by the sword must perish by the sword. Mr. Bradley, the white man who was our teacher, said it was not the right thing to say and told me to go home for the burial. I refused to go. Mr. Bradley thought I spoke about the white man's messenger whom my father killed. So you'll remember in Things Fall Apart, Oconquo shot a man in the face who represented the English government and then he hung himself. 
back to the quote. Uh, so Obi's father says it wasn't about that, right? He says he did not know I spoke about Ikimi Funa. Do you remember Ikimi Funa? I sure do. I sure Who do. Who is that, Alexis? That is the young boy that came over. Um, he he came over to their tribe to his community as a. Uh, Kind of as a punishment, I want to say, like a sacrifice, like to make peace between yeah, the to two, make peace between uh, the village, tribes, or, yeah. yeah, villages, tribes. Uh huh. And he stayed there, and Okonkwo came to love this young boy, love him mm-hmm. as his own son, and he ended up having to kill him. So did he have to though, um, in didn't. order to save his pride and the status quo? That is what Obi's grandfather did, as you'll remember, and things fall apart. But not only did Akonkwo fall in love with the boy, uh, but his son did. did. They were and close. And the, the boy called Okonkwo father. Uh, they were Remember, besties. he said, father, they mm-hmm. have killed me. Yep. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, this is a really dark, sobering moment. And it's a, um, it's a lot being said here because as they accept uh, the ways of the colonizer, they're losing a lot of their ways. And it's not that all of their ways were great necessarily, but as they sacrifice more of themselves, what are they getting back? Are they getting back something great? <laughs> you know what I mean? As these, as these cultures um, intertwine and, you know, one culture becomes the dominant in, in a native land or in a foreign land, is there something good happening here? What is happening here? So in the end, you have Obi who doesn't even really know himself. He's trying to um, change the status quo, but the status quo is also accepted by the colonizers. They're mm-hmm. taking bribes too. Mm-hmm. So um, when when his mother dies, you realize that Obi isn't so much concerned with being righteous as he's concerned about being looked at as righteous. And he's really sad about his mother's death until everyone uh, from the Umofia um, tribe come visit him. His sadness in three days is gone. He's like, I love my mother. Remember, they that's his best friend in the world. Yep, that's that's really the sad. person that knows him the best, who he loves the most. When she dies in three days after everyone from um, his locale comes to see him, he is like, it's like, did I even ever have a mother? Oh, Obi is heartless. <laughs> and then he as he, this his um, mask chips away, he can start accepting bribes. And he's like, I hate bribes. Give them to me. <laughs> oh, they're gross. I love them. No, I hate them. But I'm keeping them. You know he what was I mean? Going through something. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. So there are a lot of themes here. Is Obi uh, uh, trying to be righteous or is he just trying to be seen as righteous? And Mm. in the end, it doesn't matter because the law comes to his door and he is found lacking. So it's a I can't wait to read the third. My final verdict is I would definitely recommend this book. I think it was a great choice. It's an easy read. It's a fast read. And there's a lot being said without coming out and saying it. Um, It's 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 brilliant. It's really, really great. And I'm surprised it's also not required reading as things fall apart is required reading. Mm -hmm. Alexis, what were your final thoughts? Would you recommend No Longer at Ease? What did you think of this book? Yeah, I um, had an opportunity to look at the Spark Notes. You know, they have an analysis with that. And so that was helpful to me in understanding the points that I um, easily would have missed. And so um, I 
I really appreciated this book. One, it is very poetic. These short, this tiny quick read book is so short and it's just still, like you said at the beginning, very poetic. There's the he has the poems in it, but then the words within the paragraphs themselves are very poetic as they describe relationships. Um, they talk about these uh, folk tales. Um, they're very um, touching and they help you understand things a little better. So I appreciate this story and I was glad um, that I got an opportunity to read it and I can see how. Okonkwo in the first book, the grandfather, how he was talking about this world that's this old way of living was leaving him as the new world is coming up. And now you have his grandson that's sitting right in between that and not fitting in. And Okonkwo in the first book, he was not fitting in to where the where the world was taking them at that time. So you can mm-hmm. see the similarities in that. And I, um, so I really appreciated this book and actually I'll probably read it again as I read things fall apart before I read this one. And I'm, I'm ready to read this again a little slower. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brilliant. Well, thank you again for choosing that book. What are we reading next week, Alexis? None of this is true. A novel by Lisa Jewell. Oh, Lisa Jewell is back on our list again. That's right. I think this is the third Lisa Jewell book. <laughs> yes, we've read. it is. Uh, they're always mysteries and they're always kind of. Mm, mm. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's what we're reading next week. This is a new book, so uh, we probably will try not to spoil it for you if we can. Mm. We'll let you know at the beginning of next week's episode. Thank you all for listening to Lit Society. Uh, Lit Society is brought to you by Alexis Anaria and Kari Herrera. Support the cause by leaving a five-star review for our show on Apple Podcasts, along with a comment about why you absolutely love us. We We love love you too. too. And you can also leave a comment and rate us on Spotify. Don't forget that. If you've enjoyed what you've just heard, tell a friend about Lit Society. Visit LitSocietyPod.com for all of our episodes, for show notes, (laughs) this month's book list, and to sign up for our amazing email newsletter. And until next time, guys. Read Read something. something.